Hello everyone, welcome to OuijaCast. This is episode 27. We've been gone for a wee while, but we're back. I'm joined this evening, or today, depending on when you're listening to this, by my wonderful co-host for the moment, Dave. Hello. I'm back. And we're a back. Myst- and a mystery voice. Mystery voice. Hello, I'm the mystery voice. <laughs> Hello, mystery voice. It's good. good to have you on the cast. Nice Some of here. you may recognise his voice. He has been a, a guest on the podcast previously. Uh, we might announce his name. Ah, fuck it, we'll announce his name. Aiden <laughs> is is, uh, is joining us this evening because um, he is going to be my new co-host. Because Dave's a shite bag, and well, no, Dave's not a shite bag. Dave just wants to get out of um, the chaos. Eat my ass, just... Andy. But <laughs> I thought we said no ass eating. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yes, you're right. So off to a great start, lads. Off to a great start. start. Off to a great start. Uh, so yes, Andy is correct. I am bowing out of Ouija Cast after what will be 27 episodes uh, of uh, that we'll discuss more uh, in the rest of the cast. But yeah, it seems time is right for me to move on, do some new stuff, um, and by that I mean I'm house buying and I'm going to have a hold of. Shit that's going to take up my time that I never used to. So, yeah, we're passing on to Aiden, uh, who, as Andy said, has joined us before. And I think the two of these guys are going to light the world world on fire, I think. What do you petrol. say? Petrol. Love it. With literal <laughs> petrol, but yeah. <laughs> I think we probably need to... nonsense, just petrol. <laughs> I think we probably need to head off the... Uh... The, the accusations that, that will definitely come uh, about me not technically being a Ouija. Um, it d- I it does from... feel that we're going to have to discuss that probably yeah. off the bat. So, um, yeah. Otherwise it's going to come think... out later. I then, will. Then we're like addressing accusations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let's, set the re- the, let's set the record straight. Where are you from, Aidan? So I am from the west of Scotland. And I, I, I did grow up in, in a G postcode. Uh, but it was it's it's basically Loch Lomond. So so technically I live in the countryside, not in Glasgow. But you're not a Tuchter, so it's alright. Correct. So that's that's fine. For anyone who's listening outside of Scotland, a Tuchter is anyone outside of Glasgow or Gbo's code. So it's anyone from Edinburgh, outside, whatever. If you're from those places, yeah. So Thanks I would listening. I would say that makes you Glaswegian, but then again, let's be honest, being Glaswegian's more of a more it's a state of mind. mind. It's a state of yeah, mind, yeah, 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 yeah. You might already have it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Are an you affliction. disposed to getting angry very quickly? Yeah. Do you enjoy like deep fried food? Four days out of the week. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I think it's good that uh, it's two Glaswegians fundamentally who are continuing the tradition uh, of hosting Ouija Cast. Else the name just wouldn't make any fucking sense, let's be honest. I mean, I've I've had to uh, once this goes out to to listeners, I've had to edit the banner, <laughs> so the banner no longer says Dave and Andy's Ouija Cast. It says, "Not Dave, but Aiden and Andy's Ouija Cast." In Comic Sans. In Comic Sans, because why? Mm, of course. Really Brilliant. Boring. I mean, you could have gotten a Norwegian, because I mean, technically, right? Like, oh, that's shit. another. Yeah. yeah. You you're just like, oh no, I actually know some really good Norwegians. I didn't have to. <laughs> didn't have to get this guy. Uh, this to to give everyone context. This came together 
Well, technically, it's, it's, we've, we've been going to conferences and things for a while. Uh, we've all been going to conferences for a while. Wijicast was spawned out of SteelCon in 2019. And I think it was G3C this year, last year, that we started chatting about it. And we're like, oh, we should totally do Wijicast and get, get Aiden back on the cast. And then Dave is like, oh, I don't really want to be on it, blah, blah. And then um, on a, a drunken pre-Aberte security uh, this year, I got Aiden to agree to be a co-host, and then to be your next victim. To be my ne- oh, come on, I'm not that bad. To be to be my mm. anyway, uh, to, <laughs> to be my next co-host since Dave wanted to bow out, uh, and I call him a shite bag. But realistically speaking, he's got other stuff to to deal with. You've you've come a long way in in however many years we've been doing this three years four years well technically speaking before we do it for two years because we had a year off but three years four years you didn't have a job in industry when you first started then you got a job in industry now you work in pen testing now you hate pen testing <laughs> so <laughs> it's full cycle full that's cycle. the natural progression that's the it's natural not progression. Hate, it's not hating pen testing at all but there, there there's a certain balance that i think with the amount of studying i, I, I need to do in, or i have done in the past and need to continue doing um, trying to do that on top of a full time job, and then adding more layers onto this, onto this cake of cybersecurity, um, and there's only two, so many hours in the day. So, yeah, pretty much my security life will finish at six thirty after an hour studying, finishing at five thirty, and then I think I'm happy to leave it there. So. I love the ambition, but that is absolutely a lie. Like it's going to happen that you're going to be consumed by security. It happens to everyone. But to to go back to the point of committing to to time and stuff, podcast wise, we previously released one monthly. Probably going to be like every two months now because both Aiden and I are pretty senior in organisations and we are busy. So setting the setting the expectations straight. We might do monthly. We'll see. Other guests down the road, but yeah, fun yeah. times. It's been a good ride so far. It has been a good ride. We've we've had 23, 24 guests in total over the last twenty six episodes, twenty seven yeah. episodes, which is or technically twenty two if you if you discount Steve coming on twice. Sorry, attending yeah, no. the podcast twice. It's been great, and it's good. I mean, I still keep in touch with quite a few of the guests as well. Ghosty was kind enough to send me some powerline adapters for my new home. Shout out to Ghosty for hooking your boy up with some with some networking gear. He, he Chris is fantastic. I uh, I work with Chris. The, the funny thing is, um, the more I think about it, the more like I I work for a consultancy. I, I run a team now, but I I'm just basically hiring all my friends. <laughs> so like everyone that we've had, not everyone, but a lot of people we've had in the podcast now work for me or are about to work for me. So is that why you haven't hired me? Because I'm not your pal. <laughs> You're not good enough, mate. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Hasn't hired me either. So that's a real C- reason he's C- leaving. C point one. <laughs> <laughs> Just not good enough for me. That's it, man. Yeah, not good enough yet. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your boys' plans for the future now that uh, I won't be? Every you know, part every of podcast, <laughs> we're gonna be like. Because Dave's not here, what a cunt! Uh, <laughs> we've got such and such instead. <laughs> we made it nine minutes before I said cunt. Yeah. At least I don't have to beat them out anymore. 
<laughs> did you ever peep them out? Peep out like one episode. Like one episode before I realised that this was a uphill battle. <laughs> so, funny story with the podcast. Uh, like, loads of people listen to it. I mean, it's not a funny story, that part, but um, I've had people that don't listen to it, who, sorry, who don't work in the industry, who just listen to it for the utter chaos that ensues because it's what Ouija cast is. We interview people about security and we end up down quite ridiculous rabbit holes, which is always fun. Yeah, that's true. There's always a, at the end of every rabbit hole though, there was always a little pot of gold, like something to take away from it. I'm sorry, what drugs have you been smoking when you go down rabbit holes and you find you find gold? I mix my metaphors, man. Like Aiden's just sitting here like, gold? Rabbit holes? <clears throat> what the fuck are you guys talking about? I, I don't have any metaphors, that's the thing. Mm. See, this is, what about, this is what we'll be losing with you, Dave. Um, this is true. Yeah, you're going to have to send, many send metaphors. Metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> just so everybody knows, um, and to indemnify both both me and Andy going forward, Dave will be scripting all interactions uh, no. between between myself, no. Andy, and guests. So, no. uh, indeed, if, if anything uh, you know offensive occurs, anything that requires you know uh, legal action, uh, please direct your complaints to Dave. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'll cool. Speak to my lawyers. See, even he admits it. <laughs> I'm getting legal advice. <laughs> Oh, so, people are going to be listening yeah. to this who have not listened to us for a year and be like, "Ah, oh, I'm still surprised to those fucking wallopers." <laughs> <laughs> so, what's so, the plans for the future? Tell me, boys. The plans what's for the, the future, future are of Ouija to Continue speaking to people. Continue learning about people in the industry. Like, I think one of the things that we we start we start Ouija Cast to kind of have a bit of fun and speak to people in the industry and speak to people that we knew and build out a wider network, but. One of the things that Aidan and I have in common is we have a very wide berth of coverage across the industry, and that spans the globe. Um, so hopefully pulling some of those contacts in and having a discussion with them. Maybe not even about how they got into the, into security, but about different topics. Like there's there's uh, different chats that Aidan and I sit in that there are very interesting people in that would be worth getting on in the future, potentially. Some of them might actually listen to us, who knows? Yeah, I think that'd be like there's there's definitely some some really interesting people um, to to kind of branch out and and to have a chat to. Um, I think it'd be really exciting. Uh, I, I'm hoping I can kind of play a good foil to to Andy's uh, upbeat and uh, energetic attitude, um, <laughs> and uh, do do Dave justice. That's certainly my goal. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> you know what they say about big shoes. Big feet. High quality. <laughs> Something like that. I can hear this descending into the chaos that <laughs> will be the next however many episodes of Ouija Cast already. You, you know what it is? In the IT crowd where Moss has got the fire extinguisher at some yeah. part, it's like, I'm just going to put this over here with the rest of the fire. <laughs> That's you with Ouija Cast. <laughs> nah, yeah, not at all. It'll always be a badger pride. Um, and something I might come back to here and there for the occasional episode. But uh, yeah, uh, it'll be after another prolonged break after the last year of break. I think that'd definitely be an exciting, uh, a really interesting episode to do uh, with yourself, Dave. You know, a year or two years from now when you've, you know, been in the industry even longer. And, um, you know, give you a real opportunity to reflect back on mm -hmm. where you were at the start of the podcast and, and where you are 
then. So that is something I'm planning on doing. Uh, house buying has somewhat came along and uh, taken the wind out of my sails with it, but I do plan on doing a talk at the local DEF CON uh, and going down the route of I've been in pen testing for 12 months and didn't have a huge amount of experience before that, ask me anything, uh, and giving some general uh, tips and advice on how to stay alive and what is very much, as I'm sure you both agree, a trial by fire a lot of the time when it comes to pen testing. So, yep, yeah, if you're in the Glasgow area, keep an eye out for that at some point in the next three years. Um, <laughs> Such a wide window, like, well, maybe, maybe one day, one day. I'm not great on commitment, Andy. I'm not big on not big in the old commitments. But, you know, I look forward to doing that talk because um, I have learned a lot in the last, uh, a lot in the last year. And a lot of it's little things that have made a difference to the way I work or the way I deal with people um, and stuff that I don't tend to necessarily see written down. So uh, it may one day be a blog post as well. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that's going to be one of my next projects. So one of the things that's taken from that, so I, I when we when we pl- were planning on having this episode and having the handover, I did the, the, the same thing and sat and did what Kev did and I listened to all 26 episodes, not back to back because I'm not insane, but I listened to all 26 episodes and tried to pull from all of them. And one of the things we mentioned on episode 25, I think it was, was that you were like, oh, I'm now, I'm now an established pen tester and that was over a year ago now. And prior to that, you had been doing Cyber Essentials for two years. So in actual fact, you've been in this industry for almost four years. How does that feel? Good. Yeah. Not least because I'm about to buy a house, which I couldn't have done before that comfortably on my own. So, So good from a financial standpoint to have a career that does, you know, not that I'm saying I earn a stupid amount of money or anything like that, but um, certainly a good support base kind of underneath there. Uh, And... The, the good thing is that that's obviously created a good foundation to build on um, and yeah if, if obviously managed to get a career that I enjoy and I'm continuing to learn in so yeah it's been it's been, it's been a good ride I'm not going to lie, no plans of going back to Cyber Essentials world but um, I don't think anyone does no, I honestly no, don't think anyone has any plans of going back to Cyber Essentials. Even those that are in Cyber Essentials are, um, yeah, one of those things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to listen back myself, I think. Just kind of start to finish. I just hate hearing my own voice. Like, the anxiety it brings me is something else. So, But uh, there's a lot of good stories in there. I think once I've got enough space between then and now to almost feel like it's not me I'm listening back to uh, and just focus on what the guests are saying I think there's going to be a lot of value to take out of that I mean there, there's definitely tons from from having listened to them all There, some of them are very long episodes I mean the episode with Kev which was the last episode was over two hours long uh, we, had a, we had an episode with Steve which was two hours and almost three hours long but realistically speaking if we this episode will hopefully be under 40 minutes I mean we're approaching 17 minutes at the moment but we'll, we'll be through it shortly uh, but f- over them there have been some incredible stories some incredible war stories situational awareness uh, hearing from different areas so like we spoke to the likes of neil lines who was our first guest on the, ep- the, the sorry series podcast i suppose f- first ep- first guest on the podcast and he gave us an insight into kind of the, the red team the, the pen testing side of things 
Uh, we spoke to the likes of, we've spoken to Dave Kennedy, who's a, a business owner and has done multiple things in the, the security industry. Uh, we've spoken to Jo Dalton uh, previously, so she she works uh, for Aiden and I's previous employer. Uh, she's a sales, um, I'd say she's more than a salesperson because Aiden and I know Jo pretty well. She's, what would you say, Aiden? She's a force of nature? <laughs> I think that's probably a good description, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Joe's uh, a force of nature, but she's she's smart. I yeah, definitely comes... someone. Just, Sorry, just, yeah. just, but no, I would just say shit, like, like really someone who uh, is is such an, a dynamic account manager, somebody who who works so well to understand um, uh, what what tech does, what what the offensive security guys do, uh, and then how to sell that. So if you haven't listened to her episode, like, hundred percent. Definitely excuse me and then going through different uh, guests that we had as well so like we've spoken to likes of chris p uh who, who dave mentioned earlier ghosty who's an avid social engineer i say an avid social engineer he's a very good social engineer he's a he's a professional at that and his his stories of how, how he got to where he was we spoke to phil um he or y- yeti yeki yeki's his handle Fuck, yeah can't remember, yeah, can't remember. Fuck, he's gonna punch me. No, he's not. Yeki's <laughs> the nicest person. He, he wouldn't hurt a fly. Just probably shout at me for it. He um, checks in on me quite frequently. It's very nice. Good. Yeah, just yeah, asking how I'm getting on. He's the top bloke. He is. He's a really nice guy. Uh, we've we've spoken to likes of Chrissy. Uh, so Chrissy Morgan. Uh, she she is a really interesting background. So basically, anyone who's listening to this who maybe hasn't listened to the, the previous episodes, there's there's a lot of really interesting guests to check out. Kev, uh, Kev Sheldrick, his episode was interesting to say the least. We dove quite deep into kennel stuff. We dove into hypnotism and a little bit of everything in between. It's a bit of a journey, but a, a lot of fun. I've spoken to Steve Wilson about locks, about physical stuff, about pen testing, about everything else in between. Yeah, ton, tons of guests and people that I look up to or have looked up to in the industry previously. And I, I think that the, the kind of wider we you expand our, our networks the more interesting people we'll speak to and i suppose that leads us on to potential future guests so uh, we don't have anyone lined up well i don't I say we don't have anyone lined up we've got a couple of people in mind that we probably want to maybe ask on to, to get but if anyone if you guys have any suggestions for people dave hayden who we should get on next well, that's up to hayden <clears throat> I definitely have some ideas, but um, I'm not going to call them out here. Yeah. So that we... <laughs> yeah. You Although maybe it here maybe first, that's including the person. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the good tactic, right? Like yeah. say say who it is here, and then and then ask um, them. <laughs> yeah, like guilt them in. So like, yeah, no, yeah. everybody thinks you're coming on now. So so I guess you have to. So social engineering, um, really, when it boil, you boil it yeah. down. No. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sure whoever you get on. Uh, will be interesting or are you going to keep the same format are you going to try freshening it up I, th- I think certainly keeping some of the original format is worth doing uh, but I, th- I think I mean, there's there's some people that I'd like to get on the, the podcast who are in security but have done very interesting things and m- maybe diving into those interesting things like some people that Aidan and I know or a few people that Aiden and I know that run conferences, it'd be interesting to talk about how to mm. run a, a good conference, how to run a successful conference, because 
to give everyone a bit of background, Aidan and I have been looking into running a conference for a wee while now, uh, which we might end up doing at some point, which is no talks. So flipping the conference, or maybe maybe one track of talks, but flipping the conference model on its head and making it a, a social event and also making it more open and inclusive to, to wider people because one of the other, not so much negative points of conferences, but kind of um, limiting factors is that the after party is where most of the socialising and networking happens and they tend to be in pubs and pubs aren't the best places for that kind of thing. They're also not suitable for everyone. So we've been looking into that. We've also been looking into, I can't remember what we called it, it was like Kumite or something or <laughs> basically have have a infosec fight club as a conference yeah i think because we what we discovered is that there's a surprising number of people uh maybe not so surprising but yeah a lot of people in infosec who uh like martial arts uh in particularly like grappling and like jujitsu and things so um we're gonna terrify an insurance company and ask them whether they'll uh let us have a wrestling match uh wrestling. at a conference yeah, do some wrestling. Um, <laughs> that sounds absolutely mental. Uh, right. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. No, no insurance company or or venue nah. will let us do it. But um, one can dream. You know, we we can bring mats. We can we can pad out a uh, hotel room, and you know we can make things happen. Mm. I mean, if porn companies that can do it, I'm sure we can club together <laughs> some fun stuff. This is taking a whole other direction from where I thought this was originally. I thought this was sports. We're talking about sports, sports, but like we are talking about sports. But what what the, the where I was going with that was porn companies like hire hotel rooms for activities. I'm sure we could hire a hotel room for different activities, not porn activities. This is going down a rabbit hole of death. You're digging the rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, I'll get the JCB out and just fucking keep digging. Um, just to bring it back to something you said there, Andy, um, because I actually found it really difficult. At, the last conference that I was at. I'm not going to name it because I don't want to do that, but I'm not great of hearing. Really, not medically diagnosed, but when I'm in a pub, uh, I struggle really hard when there's music on to be able to speak to someone and like connect with them, you know, and network with them. So if you're doing an after party, yes, everyone wants to have a good time, but pick somewhere that's not blaring music out from like 7pm <laughs> and try and uh, yeah. consider what it is you're trying to achieve by bringing these people together. Because for the most part, you're not going to have any valuable conversation when you can't actually hear what each other's saying. Um, so, yeah. Conference folk. Right. Consider that. I think that's a really meaningful thing. Um, as you say, you know, Andy and I have talked about this kind of at length and and I think that really reinforces um, part of, of what we're thinking in terms of, you know, creating a network environment where you can actually network. Um, and, you know, I think maybe separating the idea of like the party from like the networking aspect yeah. so that those two things don't have to overlap. Um, but they obviously can uh, and give people give people that sort of freedom to um, to pick and choose there. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I think the idea of being able to do all that stuff during the day and have a, a, an open forum, you know, ways to speak to people, things that can help people with less confidence be able to get involved as well, not, you know, just go from lecture to lecture 
yep. from the entire weekend and not actually really get a opportunity to, to, to maybe meet and network. So, yeah, I think yeah, if that's an idea you guys pursue, yeah, I think it'd be a valuable. It'll be also funny to see Andy getting... Uh, is shit punched in I mean we, we could advertise it like have you ever wanted to punch Andy Gill in the face well come along and get your cunt kicked in like I don't think uh, nah I, I mean we could advertise the line will be out of the well. door did, but like, yeah yeah well we could advertise it with that with that legitimate picture of you kicking a child in the face um, <laughs> you know Apt. come and beat up a, a child uh, beater yeah you know just just to clarify for anyone who's not seen the picture I do not beat Wayne's Lies, lies. There's, there's photo evidence. That is a gone picture. So I mean, I, I'm sure the first few people that get in the ring with the Andy, like you know, out of this massive line of people that have came here specifically to this conference to kick your ass, like the first few, like you know, they, they might have a rough time, but we're talking maybe like fifty people. You know, I can, I can do that. I mean, when you get to that fiftieth person, you know, that's they're, they're going to be staying done... to the end. Is what I'm saying. I've done a hundred person round robin sparring before, which I had to do for my black belt, so it's no difficult, no different from that. Was that one at a time though? Yeah. Oh, you're talking I, about no, just no, have no, everyone no. in the ring at the same time. Royal Rumble, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All sides, mate. All at sides. the same time. Yeah. Royal, Royal Rumble. Like I mean, cut open, them out. That'd an be open octagon, just eight sides of yeah. chaos. Yeah. I'll yeah. just be standing at the top of the ring, throwing in weapons from time to time. You know, <laughs> chair, we'll table, put, uh, some ladders. <laughs> we'll put drink chairs. tickets. Yeah, drink tickets in Andy's pockets, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, you have you have to get them. <laughs> what kind of like one of those like grab the flag sort of games, like that instead of a beer yeah. tokens, like touch yeah. rugby. Yeah, yeah, you know that where they snatch the money in like the phone box kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, but yeah, it's just a whirlwind of like Andy throwing punches trying to stop you getting drink tokens. <laughs> Take my fucking money, boys. Like yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pay for this. I'll film it. I'll do the lot. I don't care. But... Uh, but no, in a, on a serious note, uh, genuinely, I think something like that would be there's there's definitely a place for it, and people would probably quite like it. Um, there's a new. I, I really should have done some preparation before this. Uh, there is an for the Glasgow listeners or people in kind of Scotland at least. Uh, I think there's another meetup that will be happening on every third Thursday at the Raven. I don't know if you've seen that, Andy, but. Um, it could be another place for folks to have. Yeah, it's, it seems to be a, jump a, along a, a ticketed event. So it's different from Glasgow Defcon because it's a ticketed event and it's a sponsored event. Um, so it's free though. It's free. It is free. That that is true. Uh, but yeah, it's the third Thursday. I think it's called Hack Thursdays, and then uh, yeah, Defcon yeah, Glasgow is the first Thursday of every month. So basically, every two weeks there'll be an event in the Raven, which is not a bad thing. No, not at all. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So more places yeah. that like-minded people can turn up and uh, have good conversations about tech and all manner of stuff over a beer. So. De- definitely. And I mean, all those that are listening uh, around, around the world, there are local hacker meetups in just about every city. Um, there are, for example, in Edinburgh, there's Defcon Edinburgh. Uh, there's a 2600 meetup in London. There's a Defcon meetup in London. There's 2600 meetups in, in lots of different cities. Um, Equally, there's DEFCON meetups in lots of different cities. There's lots of hack sock um, societies. Uh, there's hack spaces in the states quite a lot. So there's there's tons of places, and then also you've got the the bigger conferences as well. So um, there's I don't know how many B sides now in the UK, but there are tons around the world as well. So you've got things like B sides Athens, you've got B sides uh, Tel Aviv, um, you've got uh, 
like B-Sides Las Vegas, Defcon, Black Hat, uh, what else? There's tons of them in the States. Um, there's a Wild West Hacking Fest that happens in the States. Um, yeah, there's there's tons. There's there's lots of places that you can go and, and meet like-minded people. And if one doesn't exist, uh, do do what I did and start one. Like I started Defcon Glasgow 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago last month actually. And uh, it's still going pretty strong. I mean, we had a bit of a rocky period over COVID, but um, now that we're out of the other side of that, or we're out of the other side of lockdowns, we're not out of the other side of COVID because it's still quite prevalent and still affects quite a large proportion of people. But yeah, you can, yeah, you can go and see. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely got, worth turning some, up to things. I've got some little bits to add there. So yeah, um, yeah, as Andy mentioned, there's there's a DEFCON, there's a DC4420 in London. Uh, so that's usually the last Tuesday of the month. Uh, there's London 2600, which is a really good meetup. Uh, first Friday of every month. Uh, highly recommend coming along to that one. Um, speaking of 2600, uh, Cheltenham 2600 just had their first meeting. Um, and there's uh, quite a few very cool people um, involved with that. Um, and... There's also Hack Soho, which has has kicked off again. Uh, they've had three three meetings now, um, and they're at the uh, IOActive building in in London, um, which is just around the corner from like where uh, twenty six hundred is done as well. Um, so you might find me at some or all of those if you want to come and complain about how terrible a host I am. The Ouijicast uh, London consultant. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Multinational now. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call being in London multinational. I mean, eh, it's a different country. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't touch that one with the six foot barge pole. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, th- these groups are really valuable. I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. The very fortunate one, if I hadn't went along to one, and. I wouldn't have met a bunch of different friends like Aidan here, um, my pal Rory, you know, you got Scott and David and all the other regulars at um, Defcon Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah, so yeah, go along, speak to people, and if you don't want to speak to people, go and listen to people, um, because you never know who you'll speak to. Yeah, I mean, we, we've met up. Since I started Defcon Glasgow, I've met hundreds of people. There've been loads of people that have come along over the years, but a lot of people have started who have come along to Defcon Glasgow and then have ended up with jobs in the industry. Uh, one of which I work with now, so a guy called Paul Stewart. Um, he came along to one of the first Defcon Glasgow meetups. Uh, he was like, "I love this kind of stuff." He worked as a sysadmin previously, and he was like, "I love this so much that he, he kind of sold all his stuff." So he had like camera equipment, guitars, and things like that, and um, like his games consoles, and went and sat OSCP. Um, and sat it a few times and then passed it and ended up getting a, a job in the industry and he's now been working in the industry for I want to say like seven years six, seven years uh, Aidan and I have worked with him previously as well uh, so again Andy stealing all the staff from his previous employer <laughs> fun times <laughs> you'd think yeah, they would write that into your contracts but no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah no that's yeah that's good advice there yeah and i mean what you were saying about doing like a talk and doing a blog post and and things like that i I think they're getting back to the original point of why we started bgcast was getting you a better foot into the industry and getting you a better idea of of what helps you excel so 
Uh, putting you on the spot here, Dave, over the last three years, what's the kind of biggest lessons that you've learned from your journey through industry? Oh, well, I've got a whole talk to plan on that one. Um, so I'll just pick random ones, not in any order off the top of my head that I can remember are there already. Uh, one of my favourite ones that doesn't really get discussed, uh, but helps me a lot. So when I started, and I was reading, and everything was new. Uh, every paragraph I was reading was an uphill battle, sitting there with a thesaurus out, <laughs> just <laughs> trying to understand what a lot of the technical jargon means. Um, and a lot of the time, I would get a couple of paragraphs into some sort of blog, and I would just say, this is too difficult at the moment. I'll come back to this later, when I've got a better understanding. And I wish I hadn't done as much of that. Because what I've learned is, if, even if, if you've managed to read the first paragraph and you roughly know what's going on, finish the entire thing, even if you didn't understand the majority of it. Because there's a lot of language in there that you just you just pick up. You you uh, just uh, you recognize it somewhere else. Like so, rather than thinking something's technically too difficult, give it a read. Read it to the end, and then you'll find you actually took in a lot more than what you th thought you might have. So that that's one little bit of advice um, that's helped me. Uh, on top of that, don't compare yourself to anybody else because you're on your own journey. There's no point. The people that are writing books have been in the industry for years. You know, the, the people that are the most successful on YouTube, most of them have been doing this for a long time. And they didn't get there overnight. So <laughs> give yourself a break if you're learning. Don't compare yourself to someone else. You're on your own journey. Take it at your own pace. And be happy with what you achieve. So that'd be two. It's two enough. <laughs> Let's go for a magic three. Have you got a third? <laughs> magic three, fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> third bit of advice. I mean, I, I'm, I'm coming for Aiden next, so like it's... it's... R report as you go, uh, is the other one. Uh, so Paul Ritchie, I think, was the first person to really drum that into me, and you obviously backed that up immediately, Andy. Um, it's just so much easier. Yeah, it's much easier to manage your time if you're not sitting there with loads of rough notes that you've not maybe written it down as well as you should. Write it down right first time, get it in the report or screenshots. You don't have to worry about it later. You'll thank yourself later down the way. That'd be my third. They are solid, solid pieces of advice and solid lessons learned. Aiden, what have you learned in the last? Actually, how long have you been in the industry, Aiden? Too long. <laughs> Getting too old for this. Uh, well, uh, I think eight. Mm, seven and a half years maybe eight years now um yeah it could be like eight years that's kind of scary um fuck <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that sounds right like i uh, i think i started working in industry like may of 2015 like so that's like yeah right it's like 2023 now right so that's like eight years yeah um which is kind of terrifying uh yeah, um, I think um, the the most important advice, like the or the most important thing I've learned, I think, and it keeps getting reinforced, is um, the 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 deep need for empathy um, in in 
uh, dealing particularly with what I do and, and, and what yourself, you know, uh, dealing with clients, um, dealing from a kind of consultancy perspective, um, having empathy for the people that you're doing work for, having having empathy for the people you're delivering projects for, because it can seem very straightforward from the outside how a problem should be solved. Um, but there are so many complexities in every organization, in every enterprise that can turn what seems like a really simple solution into a massive headache. So having having the ability to you know put yourself in um, in someone else's shoes, you know, very simple understanding of of kind of um, how they might have to address a problem, how they might look at the 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 solution that you're providing, um, is really really important. Um, and I think that's probably a lesson I took most from um, from Mike P, who uh, some of you might know um, passed away recently. Um, so I think that's probably the most valuable advice I have. Um, the other thing um, I think reinforcing what um, uh, what David said about report as you go um, is also learning what to report and and kind of what. Uh, what you're delivering to the client like it might seem more valuable to you to tell the the whole story of how you did what you did um but what's important is combining that you know technical knowledge and the findings that you have with that first bit of advice about empathy to write reports that are useful to the client and not just technical showcases of what you could do mm. um you need to give the clients things that they can action. You need to give the clients, you know, a full understanding of how they go to remediate things. Remediation advice, recommendations are far more valuable in in the long term than uh, how you did what you did, even if that is also valuable. Uh, additionally, know your audience, um, understand who you're catering your report to, who you're catering your findings to, um and and appreciate that writing uh, a report for a technical liaison at your client you know someone who works with tech is going to be very different to writing one that's going to be consumed by someone at the project management level or someone at the executive level uh, and understanding which parts of your report go where um and knowing that sometimes you have to write th the same report three different ways in one report um I think, which can be I think frustrating that's a, i think that's a massive one yeah understanding yeah. the context of your report is really important and i think that's something yeah. that the, the longer that i've done security consultancy the more i've understood it that you're, you're right there rewriting the same thing three times while it might be a bit yeah. monotonous at times is really important because your report goes to the client the client might end up giving it to the board they might end up giving it to project management they might end up giving it to the actual engineers and it might be that they get the entire report or they might just get a splice of the report and it's getting that kind of con like contextless elements of the report so they can split it up and give it to whoever it's really important yeah definitely good advice. um and i think just my last piece of advice then is also going to be um a little bit cliche but it's it's work to live not the other way around yeah, um don't 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 you know this job can can really demand large amounts of your time it can take a lot you know mentally physically surprisingly you know despite the fact we're sat right behind the desk a lot it can be exhausting 
Um, and it can sometimes be hard to see as well. You can feel like you're enjoying something, um, enjoying what you're doing, delivering, you know, 100%. Um, and it can sneak up on you that you're that you're burning out and it's very, very easy. So you need to be mindful of that and you need to cut time out for you for, for doing stuff that has nothing to do with your job. Um, you know, find hobbies, find ways to decompress, find things to do that, that you know, take you away from from your, your employment side of stuff um, because you, sooner rather than later, you will burn out uh, and if you if you make conscious efforts to um, take care of yourself, you know, physically and mentally, uh, that that burnout will be. You might avoid it altogether, or if you don't, it will be much less impactful. Um, yeah, burnout's a big issue. Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of that over the last year. Granted, that I've had a lot of other shit going on that I won't go into, but. Um, for me with burnout like there's there's been times where i know i've been working too hard i've been studying far too much at night doing hack the box the stupid o'clock and then coming in supposing hoping to do my best work at 9 a.m for me the problem is i can maintain that for a while but it just takes one shit job like one job where things just don't go well like and you know it, it's just yeah n- nothing's going right on it and then at that point there's no reserve left <laughs> to, to kind of mentally handle that if you've been going ham for you know the last three months and not taking any breaks so i just to re- reiterate what you were saying yeah. it can sneak yes. up on you and that's why you want to proactively be dealing with it uh, and make sure that security doesn't make up your entire life because it's interesting as it is you know and how lucky a lot of our us are to have careers that we are genuinely interested in um you got you got to look after number one uh, first and foremost to, yeah, to, you gotta take care of yourself to, to re-echo the point of burnout i mean i will throw my hands up i have burnt out in my career at least 15 times i mean i've been in the industry for 15-ish years that's once a year but uh dave and, I, uh, dave and andy dave and Aiden have known me for a while and I I am guilty of that. I worked far too hard. And I have done in the past, but I've now started to step back more. And one of the things that I start telling my team and, and those that I, I work with and work for is take your t- pay, take your time off, like book holidays. In, yeah. in the UK, you get an allocation of a minimum of 20, 20 odd days. Book them. Uh, even if you're not going anywhere, just book a week off. Like yeah. with, with, with enough notice, any consultancy, any company should be able to accommodate it. And to take, you're, you're entitled to it, so take it off. If you're in the States, yeah, you t- time off in the States is a bit of a wishy-washy subject. Some companies give you it, some companies don't, but take time out, take time out for yourself. It's really important. And also to reiterate what, what Dave and Aidan were saying was not only take time out, but take time out to do stuff that's not computer-related or take time out to do, like, go outside, go out and not everyone enjoys being outside not everyone's in a nice climate that they can go outside but at least try and get fresh air but I, I recommend people get fresh air at least once a day because it's it's a healthy healthy uh, balance but if, if you don't manage once a day try once a week go out for a walk even even if it's a walk of five minutes it kind of clears your head it gets you out and about and it gets the endorphins flowing and things so i think it's really important but yeah more advice yeah 
the Ouija cast, the health podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't have any, I mean, I, I've been in the industry for 14 going on 15 years and I don't really have anything additional to, to add on top of what you guys have said. I think they're, they're both, all, all six points are very important or five and a half. They're all really important. The only other things I've, I've kind of learned is be there for your people. And when I say your people, I mean your friends, your colleagues, your family and, and going back to the point of burnout and things like that um, you won't often if you're in the place of working too hard and being so focused and enjoying what you're enjoying you can't spot the signs of things outside of your field of view that are maybe going wrong or maybe aren't quite the, the way you want so make sure you make time for those in your, your, your life and equally look out for other people so um, if you've got friends who are very into it and, and maybe just be like well actually maybe you should take a bit of time out or go and go and do something else or go and play games or do, do something that's maybe less less computer focused equally taking something away from security entirely so maybe you are a computer playing games or something that is taking your mind off security and putting your mind to something else it's worth doing as well so yeah and also just just look be there for people and and have the the empathetic aspect so i mean i i've i wouldn't say i've failed upwards into management because one thing Paul Ritchie always sold me on was management was failing upwards. I feel that I've kind of moved into a more of leadership position in that I have people that report to me, but I, I treat them like adults. And if you treat people like you'd like to be treated, um, albeit that I'm a cunt and I don't mind being treated like a cunt, I don't treat people like cunts. So treat them nicely and they'll be nice to you, Jeez, hopefully. that was like three in quick succession. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending on what... Absolutely right. What, what, what clip we release if we release the, the the trio of individual tracks or the zoom call you could totally just bleep them out <laughs> but i don't think you want to <laughs> i gave up with that job a long time ago andy <laughs> there is there is one a clip there is one clip the in, one. All, in all of the 26 episodes that we've had so far and it was a clip with, uh, we had more more made on the podcast morgan um and i think i'm talking about passwords or something and yeah. like i'm like oh blah blah yeah, beep, 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 fucking, blah, blah, blah. you're like, well, you missed one. <laughs> but it's in like a 30... I don't get paid to do this. But... <laughs> you don't, it's true. It's in like a 30 you get three quarters second. of the effort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, it's been fun editing it. Not always. Not when people don't press the record button. Steve. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. Um, no, no, it's, uh, that's been another part of this cast that I've enjoyed doing because... As I've mentioned numerous times, I'm sure, over the episodes, uh, I used to be an audio engineer, so this is a great opportunity to marry up um, old skills, uh, dust them off, and mix them with something new. And getting to do it with my pal, you know. Oh, that's so nice. Been a Who, good journey. Who's your pal? <laughs> no. Dave has left the call. <laughs> Dave has left. No, it's, I mean... You got new pals now, you got Aiden? Yeah. <laughs> no, Aiden's good people. I'm not his pal. He's my carer. No, um, like you said something at the start, and it's like, oh yeah, this is why I'm leaving. It'll be a shame that Dave's leaving. I, I mean, to, to give everyone a bit of context, I think I've probably said this in other episodes as well, but like Dave wanted to leave after like 10 episodes, and I was like, nah, stay on for 15. <laughs> then he was like, nah, I'm leaving now, and I was like, nah, stay on for 20. And I convinced him for a little bit, but then... Uh, life got in the way and things and we had a week uh, we, we had a week off we had a year off and um 
coming coming back to it, I think having Aiden on as a, as a co-host is going to certainly help regenerate and, and bring bits and pieces yeah. back. But I you can't so. replace Dave. Dave is the Winter Soldier from Captain America. He is. I am. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Fucking used to me. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're right. He does. He does. Look he does, like doesn't him. he? He fucking does. He does look like him. <laughs> you heard it here for first, folks. <laughs> Um, no, I think you're right. Uh, I think it's time to rejuvenate the cast with new blood uh, and young Aiden here. You know, he'll bring something new to the conversations that you're having. That young my Aiden lack of here. Experience I am the youngest on the podcast. <laughs> um, lies. Young Aiden and Andy. <laughs> like, and, uh, does that make you feel better? It makes me sound like a fucking nonce. <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first once. <laughs> people are going to be listening. They're going to be like, well, it's been going so well. What the fuck? Yep, yep. Descending into chaos. To be fair, we've hit past the 45 minute mark, so it probably is about time for us to wrap up. All right, Dave. Well, mm-hmm. it's been wonderful having you for 26 episodes, 27 episodes. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been great. Like we've said previously, but we'll probably have you on again in the future. We were joking about prior to recording this that Dave will be on every single episode because we're going to deep fake him into it and it might actually happen. We'll see. It's a weird and wonderful world we're walking into. Yeah. Uh, if I can be asked to do it, I might. <laughs> see if I end up hearing my voice on a like radio advert or something, then you've sold the rights. That's just just your way. <laughs> I will take my cut. <laughs> One way or another. Oh dear. It's going to pound of flesh. Yeah, pound of flesh. Wonderful. Should have signed the contract, mate. <laughs> that contract has so many clauses in it. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't mention the F word at all, which is good. And we're not going to. So, uh... <laughs> Inside jokes. Wonderful. Can he beat them? Well, I certainly hope, uh, you know, Phil Dave's Dave's shoes uh, adequately. Um, and, uh, size 11. Yeah, an oh, perfect. Same size feet, mate. Yeah. Sorted. Yes. Don't know why I said yes. I just... <laughs> yes, queen. Anyway, <laughs> you've been listening to Ouija Cast. <laughs> On that fine, fine note. Thanks for listening to episode 27 and we will catch you in the next episode whenever that may be. Hopefully not a year's time. Thanks, folks. Cheerio. Thanks, everybody.